been a while, hasn't it? Yeah, <laughs> a little bit. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the latest episode of Games Up Podcast. My name is Cameron McCulloch-Keeble, and I am joined, as ever, by my press pass partner in crime, hello. Lewis Crawford. Hello. hello, hello. Fuck me, it's been a while since we've done one of these. Yeah, it's been a bit. It's been a bit. Uh, I realised that I made a mistake. Because I put on the page, uh, hey, we'll be back soon, or when Borderlands 3 gets announced, thinking that's that's probably a bit away, and then they did it. <laughs> so, yeah. if anything, I like to think that we called their bluff. But I think so. Probably, we, yeah. We, exactly. we, we had the first uh, Pitchford scoop. was waiting. He was yeah. like, there we go, there's the post. Definitely. Uh, so, yeah, as, as some of you have probably gathered, Games Up is going to change fairly drastically, but we won't talk about that this week. We'll talk about that another time, because this week we are sat here in the press lounge of EGX Res 2019, and we have played a buttload of indie games. How much is a buttload? It's, it <laughs> depends on the size of butt, I would yeah, say. Makes sense. Makes sense. Which means it's not is a it? very good yeah. unit of measurement, <laughs> really, is it? Yeah, not, not a very good unit of measurement is them butts. Uh Either way, we played we played a lot a lot we played a lot of indie games and some of them were very good. Uh, th- this is the, is this your first res? Yeah, actually, it's the first time I've been to res. Um, I really enjoy kind of the. It's a lot more relaxed than indie yes. GX. It's a lot more come along, play games, chill. Mm. Whereas EGX is like uh, you know it's the it's the Michael Bay of uh, <laughs> you know shows. It's the explosions and the the visuals and the flashy lights mm. and the darkness. Well, and also, like, EGX is, you spend six hours at EGX, you'll play ten games in one hour, then you'll play one game in ten hours. Yeah, yeah. And whereas here, like, I think the the attitude is totally different because people come and expect to play indie games. So, like, we, we walked in, the first thing we did was walk in and play Borderlands Game of the Year Edition. Surprisingly good. Like, I'm surprised at how well-polished that has been because the original one was clunky. Like yeah. maybe more nuanced but clunky, and it's it's really great. Um, but we walked in and played that just like off the street. Yeah. Whereas like I've had to wait for indies, which which is totally the flip side of what of what like big EGX is. Yeah, it's lovely. So we're here at Tobacco Dock, and uh, t- man, Tobacco Dock is pretty. Yeah. It's a really nice building, and what's quite nice about this is that they've been able to sort of give little coves and caves to people so there's yeah. like there's an amd cave there's the left field cave there's the this that the other cave and it's like walking into little little parties each time yeah it's good fun so what was what was the kind of favorite thing that you saw well so you know uh, i always every time i go to egx i always say the same thing i always love going to the left field collection yes and just seeing kind of the uh well th- there's always a variance right you get Stuff that goes from being like, um, you know, uh, kind of out there, but quite, you can see it being done and see it being like uh, brought into something. Yeah. There's kind of an interesting nugget there that could be useful mm-hmm. uh, or could be used in something to like unhinged and kind of weird and out there and crazy. And yeah. <coughs> you get like the, oh, that's a really cool nugget of a video game. Yeah. Or you get the, oh, that's a literal nugget of something. <laughs> Tap it and it will do things. Yeah, because I think that's that's the the, the fun. Do you thing. remember the knife game? Knife in game. the le- in the left field collection a few years ago. You know the the finger knife game. Oh yeah, yeah. Somebody turned it into a game. It was it was a knife on a servo, and every time you tapped a screen, it would randomly decide how many stabs it would take <laughs> at your finger, and people just like went along and got stabbed. Yeah. I know the one the last AEGX again. It was like. Um, 
you write your emotions on a piece of paper and put them into the printer or into put them into a shredder. Oh, yeah. <laughs> tear, tear pages out of books and put them in shredder. So, actually, I think these ones were a bit more tame than that, but. Yeah, no, but I'm with you. I know exactly what you're about to say. Is there was nothing that made me think, uh, oh, okay. <laughs> but there was stuff that is like a total riff on what a game yeah. is. Uh, that's that's the stuff I love. The stuff that isn't like, you know, uh, well, actually, even the stuff that doesn't even have like a screen. It's just a like a thing, like as you say, like a, yeah. like a box or like a, a nugget. <laughs> um, <laughs> but like that kind of stuff where you're really just playing on what is a game at that point. Yes. Yeah. It's like. Um, it's it's like if walking simulators got more artistic. Yeah. <laughs> but no, yeah, I'm t- I'm totally with you. The left field's great. I like that the the rock paper shotgun guys are uh, turning their section into kind of a mix yeah. between left field and indie. So there's some stuff in the rock paper shotgun section at the minute that is not a traditional control scheme. It doesn't have a controller or use a keyboard or anything like that. It's got some kind of different interface. But actually, you can see how. It's a step away from being such a unique idea for a game. Like it's it's nice to think that you don't have to have the traditional thing to play something brilliant. Um, and actually, that leads us quite nicely onto our first interview. So this is the Human Vacation Bureau, uh, and they are fantastic. Their their game is a booking, uh, a travel bureau, a booking site basically for human vacations. Uh, and this is their interview. One of my favourite things about EGX and the indie section in any of their shows is coming down and finding the games that make you go, huh, that's, that's a game. And this is... <laughs> and this is the perfect example of that. So, hello, who hello. are you and what is your huh, game? Uh, things that make you go, huh. It's not even like a positive noise. It's just sort of a, like... Uh. <laughs> I mean it in a good way. <laughs> okay, in a good way. Um, my name is um, Rachel Clancy and my game is a booking system uh, for booking your next human incarnation um, called Human Vacation Bureau. And when she says booking system, it's like quite literal. I sat yeah. here for a good 10 minutes with mm-hmm. Rachel uh, booking the way I wanted to spend my life, uh, going through packages and this, that, the other. Mm-hmm. And what I really liked about this game and the reason I kind of wanted to come back and, and grab a few minutes with you is because it's very rare that a game like this in the kind of left field-ish mm. style of games makes you think existentially and and yet you can with a booking system so I think so uh, so I, I love um, like Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy and Douglas Adams and it's it's kind of it's supposed to be f- funny um, and um, I, I like, again it's existential but there's some line items like you know having sex with the Eiffel Tower or <laughs> um, like drawing your lover naked wearing the Star of the Sea or getting into a high speed speedboat chase so I mean ideally I would love people to like walk away and think about like oh you know what the bad things that happened to me in my life they actually made me who I am or like okay I could do all of these things now in this incarnation but at the same time you can just play it and like laugh about like choosing 69 and then orgy and then eyes wide shut orgy as well so there's different <laughs> levels of kind of um, thoughtfulness that you can have with this game. So where did the idea for the Human Vacation Bureau come from? It, it came from? from my girlfriend she she, ma- she and I made another one of the games that are here um, and we have she, had jo- she was joking with me once that um, we're very lucky that we booked our human vacation at the same time so that we, we both <laughs> m- met each other or when something goes wrong we're like I didn't sign up for this on my human vacation 
but yeah, so and it, it kind of uh, spiraled from there. So it's a pretty. It sounds like it's a pretty personal kind of project for you. Then. Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, and because it's made in HTML, um, I made it in Dreamweaver. So my skills aren't <laughs> nice. amazing as a programmer. So I used the the basic tool that I knew how to, how to how to work with. And what it involved was a lot of writing, and a little bit of CSS. And there's also I think like people really like the fact that there's this button here, um, which prints you out a ticket, um, which is powered by Arduino. So oh nice. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's it's all, it's all self. It's all I, I made everything. I made the cabinet and I made the um, design for it. So um, yeah. So <laughs> we went through a sort of range of options when I mm. played it earlier. Some mm. included terrible things that we won't go into and, yes. and some that included moments from face-off. Mm. What do you kind of want people to take away from this? You mentioned already like the kind of more, more peace with their own life, I yeah. suppose. But um, So um, there's, there's two routes to play. Um, the route that we played through was the custom experience where you choose from the master list which has every item um, that the packages offer and including like a bunch of different extra ones. But then um, the packages list, um, uh, the life events are gathered together in, um, in groups of 10. And um, in those in those in those packages, you can see that like okay, so I want to be um, like a lifesaver. So that means that maybe my life will be quite quiet, but there'll be one kind of pivotal moment that changes everything. Or I want to be a star-crossed lover. So that means that me and my loved one are going to go up against some adversity. And so what I wanted people to think is that you know there are things that happened to you that were bad or painful. That if you grow from them, then they can be an important part of what makes you who you are. So it's a way of reclaiming the things that have happened to you that maybe seem a bit negative at the time. And that's that's exactly why. I say it's a game that makes you go hmm it's it's mm. not the hmm is the, uh, graduated into a hmm it, it's a I'll try and get between them it's a game <laughs> that makes you go mm. <laughs> it doesn't look like a traditional video game but there's something that you can really take away from it and I think that's really cool um, yeah. so we'll leave this on a lighter note you've been asking for suggestions of things yes. to add to these I vacations think, were you requesting for um, no the, the man who played after you asked me to include um, traveling through a black hole and okay. um, going to space and then uh, the last person who was here just asked for the word tacos with an exclamation mark. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> uh, is, there, is there anything that you didn't include that's too much or I did, too far? I did, because I decided that this is my game. And, and because the Human Vacation Bureau, it's not, it's not uh, like a universal, like everything that exists. I decided to leave things out if I thought, that, like I didn't put incels in or something like that. Because I thought that... Uh, you know, like you can you can be a lifelong virgin, but like something like that, it's quite politically loaded. And and I decided yeah. that I wanted to kind of curate a list of life events that I thought were funny and and weren't like a f like hurtful or offensive or like things like that. So this is my my game and my authorial voice. So I, I so they they carry weight without necessarily being weighty things. Exactly, exactly. So and kind of check, checking through carefully that there aren't anything that's too pointed. And and also um, a, a classmate of mine is deaf, and originally this was going to be about choosing the vessel, choosing the body that you're in. Oh, okay. And so that's why I say up at the front that um, it's not we don't take care of your body we take care of your events so that no matter what body you were born into um, that you would be able to have the life that you wanted which isn't necessarily the way that we live now but um, that's the kind of the utopia of the game awesome um, every time I sit down in front of it I, I take away something Yay. else so this was great thank you so much thank you uh, and one more thing is what's the kind of end game for this because I like something like this would be quite hard to Put yeah, out yeah, like yeah. what? What do you? How can people interact with this so if they're this interested? So this game currently lives on Itch, um, so you can find a Human Vacation Bureau um, on, on Itch, and you can play through there. Um, but for me, this game is an experiment, and I, I I've learned a lot from doing it, and I just want to get it working robustly and working well, and get the button working properly. Um, and then after that, I'm going to make more games. I think. Okay, cool. Well, in that case, go to Itch, 
We'll have a link in the description or article somewhere, I'm sure. Uh, and yeah, go to Twitch and try this out and, and design your own human vacation, I guess. Thank you very much. Thank you for talking to me. So, the Leftfield collection, awesome, very unconventional. Uh, my my game of the show is super conventional and beat the shit out of us. And I mean beat quite literally, because it was the music game. Ah, uh, yes, okay. Vectronome, I think. <laughs> I think yeah. Vectronome. Um, yeah, no, I, I, I really enjoyed that. And it was awesome. It was very good that it was multiplayer. We both were able to play this game and... Essentially, you just uh, try and move to the beat, mm. um, get to the end, but the path you're walking on changes as the beat goes, and so you have to be on every beat to actually continue playing through that game. It kind of reminds me of, there was a game a couple of years ago, I can't remember Necro it. Dancer? No, no, it was um, Pivot? Is it Pivot? Pivot? No, it's not. It's like Pivot. It was, it was, a, it was a, a colourful platformer in that sense, and you sp- you, all you could do was left and right. And you spun around until you got to the gap. Oh, this is like your favourite game. How do you not know the name of it? Oh, it's, is it Super Hexagon? Yeah. Yeah, Super Hexagon. <laughs> Literally like the game that you played ridiculous amounts of. I know, and I'm still not good at it. Um, so it reminds me of kind of like Super Hexagon and Ding Dong XL, if okay. they crossed. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because it's like, it's bright, it's vibrant, it's got the house beat, but also like you, you need that timing. Yeah. If you're off the timing, it's, it's gone. Yeah, no, I, I actually really enjoyed that. It's the kind of thing I would play. Uh, for sure. Yeah. Um, kind of thing you'd spend a lot of time on. It also kind of reminded me of... I got a Snipper Clips vibe from it when we were playing in two-player, where we were like going after yeah. different things yeah, I get and what you mean. one making a mistake affected the other. Like, I, uh, when I, The first thing I ever played on the Switch was Snipper Clips, and I thought, this is brilliant, because it's, it's really difficult to design a game that has two people, each doing different things that immediately doesn't like tune you out. Yeah. And... Yeah, I thought that was really good. Yeah, it's it's better now. Oh yeah, yeah, okay. so much better. Like, it's n- it's not bad in there because they they don't pick up a lot of stuff. But it's yeah. like every now and then you'll get a wow from a different oh, game. Okay. And it's, like, <laughs> oh. uh, it's one of my favorite things about EGX is that you come here and get to try like every different thing under the sun. And usually they're fun and interesting. And for the first time, I've picked to interview somebody because it frustrated the living hell out of me. Hello. Who are you and what is your game? <laughs> uh, I'm uh, Raymond. I'm from uh, Lidopium and we created uh, Vectronome, a um, uh, platformer, puzzle platformer that's based on the rhythm of the music. Nice. So the trick with Vectronome? Yeah. Yeah. The trick with Vectronome is that you're listening to a kind of EDM style beat. Yes. Uh, and the platform that you are on, the puzzle changes as the beat happens. Now, if you can imagine how difficult a traditional platformer is, imagine how much more difficult it is with bright, vibrant lights, lots of colors, EDM house music, and the just, it, oh, it's so difficult. How do you do it? Um, practice. <laughs> like, for me, it's really practice, but yeah, it's just following the beat and eventually you get it. Like. You're just in the game, you're in the music, and everything comes together. So what exactly is, is, is your part of the development team? What, what do you do? Uh, I'm the 3D artist cool. and the 2D artist. Yeah. So Vectronome is like extremely vibrant. There's a lot of color in it. Yeah. Uh, I imagine it's done to try and throw you off a bit to make that puzzle harder. 
How difficult is it to do that and not go too far? Um, well, I think very. Like, <laughs> you don't want somebody uh, to give them like an epileptic shock. Of yeah, of course. Yeah, like. Um, That's like uber hard mode of the game, <laughs> right? <laughs> right um, we did. Um, we started the game at a, a game jam, okay. and uh, at that time, it was called um, Isometrical Epileptic Scene. <laughs> yeah. So nice. Yeah, because we wanted something really flashy and really, um, yeah, popping up. So you're deliberately going for that kind of in-your-face style yeah, yeah. scene. So you say that you, you joined the game a little later on in, it, in its lifespan. Did it look different from when you were from when you've joined it? Like, have you put your touch on it? Um, let the UI really. Yes, there was no UI, and now there is okay. like a really, I think, good UI. But like game-wise, not really. Like there is certain polishing, but mm -hmm. it's still the the main the, the core of the game gem is still there. And then, as we've already established, Vectronome is incredibly frustrating. I'm still shaking a little bit. <laughs> How difficult is it to like play test and check what you've done? Like, um, yeah, w we have just like this certain vision of the game, and ah. um, so when you play it, it's like tapping into the matrix. You just know how <laughs> it works. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like my colleagues, they know every level out of their heads. They can play them with their eyes closed. Oh wow! Yeah, like, <laughs> but it but it's fun to see people try it and like you learn a lot about it mm. and yeah. Has the response been good to it so far? Have people enjoyed it? Yeah. Has really. there been a lot of shouting and swearing? Sorry. Has there been a lot of shouts and swears when it goes wrong? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can well, imagine. Well, not really shouting, but. You see them just get frustrated <laughs> at the computer. It's amazing to see. Uh, so, when do you know? Is, do you know when Vectronome will become available? Um, end of this spring. Okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, and do you know what it's coming out on, or is that something we have to wait for? And on PC, Mac, and the Nintendo Switch. Perfect. This to me seems like a perfect Switch game. Although I play the Switch when I'm traveling and I can't imagine that Virgin Trains would appreciate me if I'm shouting that loudly. You should check out Vectronome. It's one of the best things I've seen here today. Thank you so much. It's been a Thank pleasure. Thank you too. Uh, do you have a game of the show? Um, so it's probably one that I saw that we didn't get the chance to play. Ah. We, were, we were close to it. Awkward. Uh, it was, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's called Terrabane. And it's uh, basically, the, the basic concept of it is it's an RPG. It's someone's first RPG they've ever made. Mm -hmm. And it's just riddled with bugs and nothing <laughs> works the way it should do. Um, and I was watching kind of like uh, different bits of it, some people playing it, and some like a uh, highlight reel that they had going. And it also just looked very funny because it had like lots of references to things like Dark Souls mm. and uh, Mario and all sorts of things that were in there. <coughs> Um, but it just looked like a lot of fun. It's gonna looks like it's gonna be a very funny game. Uh, it plays very much like Stanley Parable, where you get a choice of um, how to play. You have a choice of you know you can play and play it like traditionally, or you can just go off the rails and see what happens. And it looks like there was a dancing game in there, and <laughs> like a rhythm game, and <laughs> uh, awesome. classic Japanese RPG, and all sorts of things <laughs> are in there. Um, and talking to the guys, it sounded really uh, cool. 
Yeah, we we didn't get a chance to play it unfortunately because as we queued up for it, they they had to leave for a flight um, because we're here at the we're here on the last day of EGX and there's people from everywhere who have come over for it. So we of course talked to Thea, who you'll be hearing from later, and they're heading straight back at the end of the day. They've been up since four a.m. and they've got a flight. So it's it's one of those things. But yeah, we didn't get a chance to, but it sounds so cool. I love the idea of a Stanley. Basically, a Stanley Parable RPG mm. could not tick any more boxes, in my opinion. Yeah. So, uh, with that being said, it would not be an EGX if we didn't come and bother the people from Thea. Uh, so, we'll hand you over now for five minutes of Mila. So, uh, that was Thea, as lovely as ever. Their game's kind of coming out fairly soon out of early access, so keep an eye on it. Do you know what I really, really liked about speaking to them? There was two things. One, the first they were the first interview we ever did, and they were two people making the first one. They're now six people and like they are super healthy about how they do game dev. Like she was saying, they're in crunch, but the people they employ are not and they won't be and they encourage okay. them not to be. Yeah. Like they've come over here but they've come over here as the people who have made the games. And it's really nice to see a studio who have gone from minuscule to making a name. Like they now have a tabletop RPG, they have ports on everything. Yeah. It's awesome, and it's good to see that they've done it in a way that's super progressive. Yeah, they they were they were really lovely. It was really good to see. So, what's been your like favorite thing about being at EGX Res? Um, I think that's really just there's such a, a nice atmosphere around. Mm -hmm. You know, um, going back to kind of what I was saying with EGX compared to this, um, just being able to go in and sit down and have the developer talk to you. And, yeah. Um, also, just you know, like not queuing for hours for everything. <laughs> that is nice, and it it makes for a nicer vibe. Like one of the one of the things that I love EGX, and don't get me wrong, we're not having a go at it. But like one of the things that is apparent about it is it's so like consumer focused, and yeah. it is you want to play everything because there's a lot there. And so every year, like there's a lot of um, there's a lot of crowds and a lot of queues, and whereas this has been a lot more like patient and quiet it's been a lot more there's a lot more space yeah and you can really sort of take in everything and it's really good that they've chosen such a nice location for it because i imagine something like this in a hall would be good but something like this in a place where you actually want to walk around and yeah. see more of it it's been great um i've got a couple of favorite things i'm so glad to see special effect here again it's really awesome to see them using the xbox adaptive controllers as well i'm glad that that's now a good thing for them to use yeah. uh i had a look at the uh checkpoint next door which is like a hey if you're working on events and stuff and it's taking a toll on your mental health and stress wise go and rest in there which <laughs> is lovely um and they have a little uh cuddly bonfire from dark souls that you can sit around it's wow. great and yeah I'm, I'm totally with you i've heard so many cool stories from devs today like in the interview that you heard earlier from uh rachel from human uh, bureau uh, she was talking about how like originally the game was designed for deaf people to to well or designed because of a deaf person and you were supposed to like be given a body instead of given a, a lifestyle and it was about coming to terms with that and it's just how what it's become and that's so cool um and then the next interview which is my game of the show uh comes from vectronome who we were speaking to earlier and just the story of how he got involved and, and what the game means to him is really awesome so you should check it out it wouldn't be an EGX of any form if I didn't track down and immediately bother the people behind Thea to, to take them away and steal them and interview them for two minutes. So as is tradition, hello. 
How are you? Hi, hi. I'm very well. A bit cold, but great. <laughs> it is quite cold in here, although we found the warmest room on the bottom floor, I think. So yes. we're kind of giving you refuge from it in a way. So uh, can you tell the people, as is as is what you do, who you are, what is the, uh, why they should be interested? Yes, so uh, I'm uh, Mila Yuki Irek, and I'm the quest designer and writer for Muha Games. And our games are Thea the Awakening, and we're currently working on Thea 2, The Shattering. So you are, you're the first interview that I'm doing here with EGX Res uh, at Tobacco Dock. And immediately we've talked about like how much different it is from EGX. It's not a giant hall with loads of people crammed together. It's got a lot more kind of a, an organic feel. Have you seen that in people coming to play the game? Like, does it, are people playing it differently, experiencing it differently? Yeah, it seems geared towards indies a little bit more so mm. so I think because there are less uh, of the big companies big games here I think people come here expecting to come and play an indie yeah. game which I think makes a difference so even though we're downstairs where the traffic isn't as heavy we've actually had quite a constant flow of, of, of gamers coming in and, and and just wanting to to play so yeah I think there is a, a very different feel and, and it's a it's a really nice building as well so I think the atmosphere is really nice it is really beautiful here that's got to be quite good for Thea, because I imagine it's quite difficult to demo something as in-depth as Thea is. It is, it is. I mean, it's it's our constant struggle to, to, to show Thea at, at the Expos. Um, I think now, because it's it's always finished and we have a tutorial and stuff, it's become easier, so we can actually just point people to the to the seat and step back and, and actually watch them play. Uh, because it also tells us if we've done the tutorials and tooltips uh, mm. well, because we can observe when they struggle and, and what they do. So it's it's slightly easier. I think we've done a better job of it than, than we did with Thea 1. Um, so we're, we're pleased about that, but it's always going to be difficult. It's one of those games that you only want to sit down and, and yeah. take your time with. Yeah, you really need to dive into it to, to get out of it. So... Since we last chatted, you guys have announced like several things and put them in places. So you're now on Switch uh, with Thea One. You have, I think, I'm right in thinking you have a tabletop game. Uh, yeah, well, it's not us actually doing the tabletop role-playing game. It's a, it's a friend, a friendly studio of ours. <laughs> uh, so they're also an, an indie, uh, like we were with Thea One. That they're only just it's their first project. Um, but uh, we try to help them out as much as we can. So you can expect uh, some of my writing in, in, the, in the tabletop role-playing game. You can expect our artwork and, and things like that. But they have um, expanded on the on the whole world and, and the details, uh, which you have to do when you when you mm. do a, a pen and paper role-playing game. So I think it will be very interesting for our fans as well, just to explore that Slavic mythology and folklore uh, in depth. And it's also going to be focused on on, on a village, so quite different from your typical role-playing um, okay. uh, focus so you you even the adventuring is going to be about improving your village and gaining you know gaining things for your village and, and things like that so we're excited about it and hopefully the Kickstarter will will uh, start sometime this summer okay okay cool so like when you first started with Thea one did you have any kind of idea that it would be Consoles and role-playing games <laughs> and all the things it's become. No, no. I mean, I, I often uh, look back at it and, and, and remember saying to my partner that, oh, I'll be happy if, if, if we make, uh, you know, a little bit of money from this and, you know, and then we can maybe try and do something else. But no, no, we had no idea. And, and Thea The Awakening is still going so well. I, mm. I, we're just always amazed with it. Like you mentioned, the Switch version, that's 
been a surprise for us and it's 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 really nice so yeah yeah uh, like a, a good surprise yes. in taking it yes a very good surprise it's it's selling really well oh on good on, so uh, and the reception is really good so it's not all, all about the sales but also just the reception yeah I, i've heard that switch is kind of a really healthy platform for developers mm. like yourselves these days it's, yeah. it's good that something as in-depth as yeah. fear is is doing well on it so y when we were talking before you said we're not too far away, but like a little bit away from some Theatre 2's full release. Yes, yes. How is the kind of vibe of the studio right now? It's good. It's it's um, we're kind of at that stage where we we are tired because <laughs> um, <laughs> since since the early access release, we have been pretty much working non-stop. So I think we're eager to finish, but we do want to, yeah we want to do it as well as we possibly can yeah of course uh, so it's it's eager anticipation <laughs> <laughs> so what's the biggest thing that's changed since it came out what's like the biggest piece of feedback that you got uh the biggest change from the one or no fr from the from the early access release oh from the early access right oh there's there's been a lot of pictures added so we redesigned several things uh, due to uh, player feedback so we redesigned food recipes research uh, and at the moment uh, we're redesigning uh, resources as well so that's all due to to player feedback so making it more interesting more balanced um, we've added seasons and weather conditions which are really good they, they add to that uh, survival feel mm. so like in the winter you have to burn more food for oh, okay. wood sorry <laughs> <laughs> uh, or you, and gathering food is more difficult and in the summer it's easier and so on and so forth so each season has a set of, of characteristics cool. um, yeah the, the logbook is the one thing that is still for the quests that's uh, that's still in the making but it's coming very soon uh, so yeah just just um, that's that's the things I can think about off the top of my head but yeah it's been changes we try to initially we had uh, patches kind of every couple of days uh, recently they've been more once a week or once every 10 days because we've added those bigger bigger right, features okay. bigger stuff so so it sounds like the the community that you guys have is really kind of the backbone of the game at this point like. oh yes they're amazing and we have a discord channel and it has over a thousand people now awesome. and they're pretty much constantly active uh, there's always someone on there and uh, they're really quick to, to to help us with testing and ideas and feedback so uh yeah i can't can't imagine what the year would look like without that awesome all right well thank you so much for joining us is there anything else you want us to to know anything to say anything you want to pimp out as it were uh, no i think we've covered a lot of it so uh yeah if you just if you fancy uh, you know a strategy role-playing card game mix <laughs> check us out and where the game is on sale uh this week until monday so it's a good good time to check it out if you're interested there you go and it is it's it's damn good so do that i'm afraid we'll have to send you back to the cold now but <laughs> thanks nonetheless <laughs> thanks see ya and i think that wraps us up fairly nicely yeah, I think so. Anything else you want to say? Ooh, okay. Uh, let's pause for a minute. Okay. Just, uh... <laughs> and then <laughs> swear profusely. <laughs> no, you know, like, um... I couldn't really say much without reiterating. So. No, I, I, I get you, man. We've we've got to play some great games. Uh, the atmosphere's awesome. It's so chill. Uh, the location is lovely. Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited for EGX Res next year. Cosplay. That's what I saw. I saw some really oh. good cosplay. Oh, okay. Yeah. Some, I uh, haven't seen that much of it. It's mostly... Uh, I think actually there might be at here as part of Devolver. Um, oh, cool. Because I saw... Oh, I did see a Hotline Miami one. Yeah. Yes, yeah. And I saw uh, a Pedro uh, from my friend Pedro. Okay. Um, yeah, and no, I really enjoyed like uh, some of the cosplay. 
Cool. I've seen a, I've seen a few. Awesome. We got to meet a cool dog as well. Ooh. That was good. Thanks everybody for listening. We hope that you enjoyed this, and thank you for uh, thank you for listening and helping us get here so we can we can do press stuff. This is lovely. Um, as I said, games up is going to change pretty heavily, um, but for the better. And we'll talk about that at some point in the future. But there's no rush on it. Borderlands Three is a thing. That's cool. We said it would be. And uh, yeah, thanks for listening. We'll see you whenever the next one is, and it probably will be soon. And until then, the games. Up.